Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I don't know what noise that is. What's happening? I don't know. Who's talking? Stuff's going on. Who's talking? It, if Val is playing well, chugga. is it? Uh, but, but What'd you like, say? Chugga, chugga. Chugga, chugga. Oh. She so said it an even number of times. It had two Gs. We're good. Shut uh, <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> if Val's playing well, is the train on the tracks or is it off the rails? This is a philosophical question. <laughs> it is on the tracks. Okay. What if they were never Trick on the question? rails to begin with? Are we off-roading this train? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell's happening with this train? <laughs> Might be an adventure. Avs win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Three to nothing. An easy one, if such a thing exists. <laughs> it was pretty easy, man. Uh, they played fantastically. Uh, at what point during this game were you nervous? Zero. Nope. Pretty easy. Sometimes. Maybe we've earned a couple of those. Uh, uh, look, let's let's start with the sixty-second rundown. I guess. Never prepared. I'm sorry. I got too much praise this morning. Went to my Uh, first period, maybe the most even period of the game. Uh, Colorado still was playing well, but a little bit of back and forth. The Avs were able to stay in it, though, stay focused. Georgiev makes some good saves for them, and they ultimately get the first goal of the game on that Ranton and Nachushkin connection. Uh, second and third periods, the Avs really dominated the puck. They really did not give Vegas a ton of stuff. Uh, did a great job up and down the lineup, really just outworking Vegas in a lot of ways. I know Vegas was an injured team, but the Avs took care of business. Again, ranting into Nachushkin, the combo for the second goal. And then you get the extra insurance goal. Uh, uh, Logan O'Connor from the, the, I didn't know anyone else, but Mac could score with that wrister from out high, but. LOC found a way to get it to go. You get to three nothing. Georgiev's able to close out the shootout, and everybody in Avs land should be happy after this one. Can't be. Okay, well, you're allowed to hate everything, but you're wrong. Can't be happy if Ryan Johansson's still an Av. Don't I don't even want to acknowledge it, bro. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, you they guys. just beat one of the best teams in the West three to nothing. We can solve our problems tomorrow, all right? Have a good game. Classic avoidant behavior. <laughs> My fucking therapist now? He's <laughs> <laughs> everything. Oh, Lord. Uh, you go to therapy like two times and you start just like throwing <laughs> fucking terms at people. It's true. Uh, anyway, where do you guys want to start? The, the front or the back? The front <laughs> sounds. The front sounds fine. All right. Oh, where's where you start? Hey, look. Some people like starting on the caboose. I don't know. You know. <laughs> I'm telling you, Gen Z is out of control. It's Eleven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> the show started at DNBR after dark. Yeah. Look, it's after eleven. All right. Yeah. You knew what you were in for. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Val. His fifth multi-goal game of the season. He continues a torrid pace. A guy that, uh, let's be real, the contract he signed, expectations are high from a guy like that. He needs to produce for Colorado. But we were talking off air during the game, and a conversation 
struck me. And I'm not making claims that the Av should go out and get this 2C or that 2C. But does the existence of Val and his ability to drive play, his ability to produce consistently, does it give you a little bit more flexibility if you're Colorado and what you're potentially looking for? Uh, it's not just Val. Obviously, Val sure. is going to be the focus tonight because he's so good, but also Arturi Lekkanen. And because you have those guys and the archetype of player that they are, yeah, you don't need, a, you don't need if you're talking about finding a center, you don't need an ace defensive guy that's going to do all this heavy lifting. He's going to have to, you know, be the matchup monster and all that. You really just need a guy that's a conduit, you know, that they can play through offensively and who does a good job defensively and wins you faceoffs. Yeah. Like that's really what it, it does open up your options for, you know, um, you can go and get a guy that might be a little better offensively than defensively. Instead of being like, you know, I don't even think that they would be open to dealing him at the moment, but, you know, a Yanni Gord type where you're like, this guy's a lockdown dude. But you could go and get a guy that maybe he's going to drive play a little bit more, you know, and and that's because the two-way play from a guy like Nachushkin and Lekkanen is so good. It's so excellent, especially right now. I mean, this is the best that Nachushkin's ever played in his career. Yep. Outside of maybe that cup run where he was holy shit good. But as a as a regular season player, this is easily the best. He's on pace for more than forty goals this season, and you know we we said during the game he's having the Chris Kreider gear. He just stands in front of the net and he just buries pucks standing a foot away. Yep. You know sometimes they bounce to him. Sometimes guys make great plays. Sometimes they just bounce off of stuff and go in. He's having that kind of charm season, but the two way play remains steadfast. And we see the skating is back to the way that it previously was and was not there last year. And that that level, that dominance, it's just what do you say about it? You have a you have a left wing that is driving a line right now. It's just pretty rare when you're talking about a top six player. And you know, it's, uh, Val finishes the two goals tonight, so he's like the big story here, but. It's really your top line that did this tonight. But, uh, yeah, in terms of solving your problems, Val and, and Lekkanen give you such great flexibility in terms of the kind of guy that you can... You don't need a game-breaker. Yeah. You've got such quality wings going down your lineup right now, and you're going to add Nikolai Kovalenko at some point. If you get very, very lucky, Gabe Landeskog is also going to be a part of that. You don't really have a wing problem here. Yep. And you always have, like you always say, that decor that produces, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm just saying, it, it fits in with what you're saying, right? So, yes. But the one thing with Val, if I can add that, is if you look at every shift he plays, you probably can take a notepad and go, was he the hardest working guy on that shift? And the answer is probably like, yes, every time. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You notice him, he's hunting, he's going after Poxy's. He's back checking. He's you know he's doing the dirty work in front. It's 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 pretty to watch right now. Pretty to watch. And uh, it's only going to go up when Arturi Lekkanen yeah. is back in the lineup and they're on a line together. Mm-hmm. You talk about two guys that are hunting pucks, and um, I've struggled with their chemistry on a line together yeah. over the last couple of years. But this version of Val, give me a break, man. You got to at least try that. Yeah. It's it's just been that good for Val. Yeah. And. 
you know, how sustainable is him having oh wild uncomfortable. He's he's not gonna have every night an unopened net to bang a puck into. He's not gonna get rewarded for that every single time. But he's doing the right things and getting rewarded for it right now. And then the other side of this is Miko Rantanen the best passer in the NHL? I mean, the, when he wants not, to be, if he's not, I mean, it's it's him, it's Kucherov, and it's Panarin. Those are those are the guys that you start making that list with. Yep, that um, has a pretty good list to be on. Yeah, but the, for sh- I mean, we think of him more like a shooter, right? But yeah. As a passer, I like to say like dry saddle. Like we think they're shooters, uh, but yeah. but they're unbelievable. They're elite passers, like yeah. elite passers. And we so, David off that list. I mean, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, he's uh, he can make plays. Yeah, we get frustrated. And I'm like, what was that? You know what I mean? We're like, oh my god, that was terrible. But he comes up with those freaking brilliant, like unreal world-class player plays yeah i mean so it's it's like tonight those two plays are sick those two i mean val is like he's got he's laughing because he's like yeah that was sick buddy thank you you know what i mean so that was pretty cool yeah i mean you ask val he knows (laughs) both of those plays are (laughs) unbelievable passes out by miko rantanen all right look the first one i've seen that before from miko not saying it's not a ridiculous pass but I've seen that before. The second one. Oh, my God, dude. On his backhand, between his own legs. All right, sure. Maybe that exists. But then he puts sauce on it? Yeah, the no-look backhanded sauce that he just throws over the guy's stick and just right to Val. I mean, that's like, okay. Like, <laughs> what the hell, dude? What are you even saying? You, you like, see a guy that, like, he you know, pucks will slip away from him while he's trying to carry. He's cutting to the middle. He's... He's not beating a goaltender, you know. He's he's struggling to get he's struggling to score goals the way that we are accustomed to seeing him score goals in the past, where he just snipes and past goaltenders. He's scoring a lot more of the dirty goals, kind of the the lucky chance stuff this season yeah. has been a lot more of his thing. And so it feels like there's struggles in his game, and then he does shit like that, and you're just like, okay, like whatever. That's unbelievable. I I, I genuinely like you can't train that you can't teach that (laughs) it's just something that he can do that's natural ability and chick-fil-a sauce on that one like you said backhand that's pretty sick they're elite plays i mean not many people can do those things uh in the world and uh i'll say it again like we're lucky to get this every night you know what i mean like it it pretty is amazing because you got Mac that does special things, right, every night. And then you got Kale that does absurd things every yeah. night. And you're like, wow. And then you got Miko that, in his own ways, is is a unique player. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's those three right there. It's pretty fun to go to Ball Arena or watch it on TV or whatever it is that you do. But it's pretty special the way they they do things on the ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think... The, the stuff that Miko does is just stuff that the other two can't. The creativity and the confidence that he That's has right. to do things. You know, the other the other two guys are 
the other the other two guys are so their skating is such a huge part of it. And with Miko, it's not really his skating so much as just what he can do with the with the puck in his hands and his brain, the way that the, his vision, the way that he sees the game. He does so much dumb shit that is incredibly frustrating all the time. But my goodness, he is capable of unreal things. Yep. And you see what makes Miko Rantanen special is that Miko Rantanen is not the only star player that goes through stretches where he's not fully engaged. Anybody know his Jack Eichel tonight? I mean, he made that one sick play that he yeah, didn't yeah. finish. Right? Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And you're done. Jack Eichel disappears. Mark Stone's best plays. Sells out to draw that penalty like he just got stabbed. <laughs> big flop, fair. And then gets stoned on the front door. No, I guess stoned. Uh-huh. Yeah, makes a great save on the power play. Yep. Like, that's it, though. And that's the that's that's like it for those guys tonight. And there's no there's no but after that. Miko Ranton is just as frustrating as those cats. But the two best plays that he make are arguably the difference in the game. Yeah, you know, yeah, Val has to score them, but give me a break. Those are Miko Ranton in place. No argument about it. It leads directly to two goals. Yeah, <laughs> directly to two tap in, like just you're standing alone in front of the net. Just put it in the net, brother. And, and oh, he by does the that. way, he hit multiple posts tonight. Could yeah. have scored two himself. Right, like he, Phew-wee. it's just a just a really. I, I think the best, he's a unique player. There's not really, the only other guy that has ever really reminded me of him is Kucherov. Between the the way that they both get really frustrated and the way that yeah. they're just insanely talented and can do anything. Yep. I guess Malkin too. Those are, those all three Ooh, of those guys. Malkin's a good compare, yeah. All three of those guys really just kind of have the same components of when their game goes up to a certain level, there's nothing the other team full of NHL players can do about it. The top half percent, the top oh five percent of the world's players just can't stop those guys when they get to that that level and that Miko Rantanen is the third best av. <laughs> Tiff just shocked herself yeah. so badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she like oh, oh. Static shock when she oh. went to grab the door. Yeah. This building is notorious it's for... It's so bad, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shocks that happen. Ghosts. The same way uh, Nico shocked some people tonight, but, you know. Poor Where's G. Val? Where's Val, though, when he scores? Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Oh, it's the Sugar Shack now, I forgot. Sugar That's Shack, right. sorry, yeah. Is it the Sugar Shack? <laughs> Why? It's, it's, it's where you go you get sugar. Yeah. And goals are sweet. Those are sweet, buddy. I guess I have no rebuttal to any of this. Uh, right. <laughs> you want to be a Quebecer? I get it. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> this show yeah, is, it sounded like you just straight up got electrocuted. It's a good thing it Val is on way. the rails because this show is already so far off the rails <laughs> as it is. Uh. I, Favorite midnight snack? Uh, boy, it's got to be pizza. Pizza, <laughs> good choice. Cold pizza in midnight, mm, sure. That's the good stuff. Teddy Graham's in bed. Ooh. In bed? Are you yeah. a psycho? Crumbs, crumbs totally everywhere. kidding. No, not in bed. Teddy Graham's though are great. Teddy, oh. I'm here. For, I like. I even like chocolate Teddy Graham's. It's weird. I will say 
I, I say Teddy Grahams. I don't know the last time I had them. Fair enough. But every time that I get, I, I can't just eat like two of them. I eat all of them. Yeah, it's hard not to eat the whole box. Yeah. That's fair. I just turn into like a little <laughs> Somebody say how many Teddy Graham wood chipper. I'm giving him more right now. Well, <laughs> whatever your midnight snack might be, you can pick it up over at Circle K. Go get yours today and make sure you get in on Circle K's Inner Circle. It's a free membership. Super easy. You can just download the app. You can use a, a QR code to get in with it. And you get a bunch of rewards, including but not limited to 25 cents off your first five Phillips uh, and tons of other cool stuff too. Uh, free gear, free items, uh, free beverages, free pizza even potentially. So love it. He's got his midnight snack all planned out already with yeah. the inner circle from Circle K. Jump in with them. Go to CircleK.com slash inner circle for more information today. What? What? I like cheese on Doritos. Aren't aren't Doritos already cheesy? Do, do you like more cheese on? Yeah, Doritos? like are you shredded or like sliced? You're just dicing it up. Like I don't even want. Maybe to, like I don't want to. Know you ever like just get like tortilla chips and like shredded cheese and then like put them in the microwave? Yes. Like ghetto nachos. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what if you did that with Doritos? Just saying. This is definitely a munchies angle. I don't even like Doritos, but yes. If you're stuck in the couch eating cheese Doritos, <laughs> make sure you're watching Fubo TV. Get with Fubo TV today. You can go to fubo.com slash DNVR. Use the QR code on screen. With that DNVR link, you get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Guess what? Tonight's game was a pain in the ass to actually watch for the Avalanche. You know where it wasn't hard to find? Fubo. They've got you covered. They'll go out there. They'll make sure you're watching your abs, your nuggets, whatever it might be. Fubo take care of you. All right. They've got Colorado sports. They've got everything you need. Over 140 different channels. So whether it's movies, television shows, sports, whatever it might be. FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Get signed up today. Also, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but little birdie told me keep an eye out for uh for a DNVR channel. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be all right. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche yeah. podcast. I'm thirsty. Dude, we we got we really do have a lot of drinks on this table. <laughs> you guys are out of control. Do you know how much caffeine we needed today, guys? Like we had to be in studio hours before just for reasons, yeah. and so yeah, everybody's very tired. We've all been here for over eight hours. So. Oh. That's why that's why there is a lot of caffeine and drinks on set. I, I like that that guy came in, asked where Megan was, and then left. I know, just the right? bummers tonight. That was, yeah. Just the bummers tonight there, buddy. <laughs> Ultimate Megan and the bummers vibe right there. That was awesome. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We kind of talked out the forwards. Is, are there other forwards you guys really wanted to touch on tonight? Or are you comfortable here? I mean, we can talk about the negatives too, if you want uh, weird usage and not, I don't want to nail this Rijo thing home too much, but they put him out multiple times on the penalty kill to take face offs and he lost them. Not great. Yeah. So I'm going to skip over the Rijo thing just because there's, fine. there's I, nothing to add. He's, I'm, he's, I'm comfortable with that. He's not, he's not very good. And Jerry Bednar knows this. The situation is established. Exactly. Um, I think the things that 
<laughs> Funny enough, Kiviranta, Johansson, and Cagliano as a Crush, as a I'm trio sure, yeah. did well. Yep. But in our pregame, we talked about there's no William Carlson. Sure. And that's always kind of been their like. You can't get out depth tonight because they don't have those guys. Well, yeah. like that's like their like max stopper. It's not. It's never been Jack Eichel. Yep. That dude. Tough, it's tough to throw Mark Stone out there and be like, go stop Nathan McKinnon. You know, like that's a that's a tough ask. Yeah. And tonight you saw what happened with Colorado's top line. I mean, with Drew and McKinnon and Ranton in. They had a 5v5 tonight. They played 15 minutes and 51 seconds together. And they outshoot Vegas 14 to 3. The shots on goal. That's dominant. Not shots on t- shot attempts. Shot attempts 21 to 10. 14 to 3. Vegas Vegas finished with 25 shots. <laughs> Three of them happened against Colorado's top line. 14 of Colorado's shots happened with their top line on the ice. Furthermore, scoring chances were 12 to 3. Pretty good. I mean, you're talking about getting the holy shit kicked out of you by Colorado's top line. That's what William Carlson means to Vegas. So don't over you can't don't overlook the fact that they did not have that guy cuz he is a vital part of them being successful in a playoff run. He was healthy and he was gigantic for them in their, their cup run last year. Their best players are not good enough on their own to do something, to do, uh, to have another cup run. They have to have a guy like a William Carlson be in that lineup. He is that important to them. You talk about the importance of two C. It is more important for teams that do not have a Nathan McKinnon or Miko Ranson in on their top line to have a good second line center. William Carlson is one of the best. Not having him was enormous, and tonight we really, really saw why. Because once Jack Eichel got off the ice, there's not a lot for Vegas' offense to do out there. There's just not much going on. You talk about, oh, the importance of depth and this and that. That guy ties their line, their forward line the, together. Yep. And the abs guys, we always talk about, well, if the top guys don't do it, well, and, and shit, that's how they're mm. built. Mm-hmm. Right, and then with again, we're going back to that point with their back end, right? So there's a big difference, and I think Vegas right now. I'll say it again, not because he's French. I'm I'm never afraid to say it. Will Carrier is the best fourth line guy in the league, in my book, and, and I've been saying this for years. He proved he me right. Been. It's true. He proved me right in that cup run last year, and when he's not there, no offense to anybody that's on the fourth line or whatever it is, but. It's just a different team, and that's how they won. We just touched on it there with their four lines and obviously William Carlson and things like that. So when you're missing pieces like that, their identity is taken away. Where the abs, they're not missing Miko. They're not missing Nate. Yeah. You can still play to your identity. I mean, look, it, right? if there's – one team in the NHL that should have no sympathy for the defending cup champs having injury troubles. Oh, yeah. It's the Colorado Avalanche. That's right. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not defending. I'm saying like, but that's the difference. That's what you see when your identity is taken away and, and there's a different team. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, no, and that's totally. all I'm saying. You know, I don't feel pity for anybody. I don't feel bad. Um, um, <laughs> I'm just reading something. That's fine. <laughs> I love Dermy. I do. I will never disrespect Dermy. Um, but Will Carrier is, for me, the definition of a fourth liner. And I just feel that 
And, and William Carlson's been, you know, since the, the opening season of, mm-hmm. of the Golden Knights. I mean, for me, he's been... And there's a reason he's still there, yeah. right? He's, he's part of the Misfits, and he's still there. Him and Great Marcus at what he does. Because he's he's an important part of their team. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, I don't feel pity. Yeah. I don't feel pity. No, I don't. I'm like you, Rude. I don't. I mean, it, it's life. I don't. I never would feel pity. I felt bad for, what's his name there? Hallmark last night doing that shootout. Boy, I tell you. Not the shootout, but in overtime. When two minutes to go and the guy goes down, he can't get up. You got to yeah. feel bad, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah. I feel bad for the person, not the team. No, no, not the team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 100%. So, just to follow up on this, with no William Carlson out there. Uh, the Avs matched up McKinnon against Chandler Stevenson yeah. primarily, and that went as you would expect. That worked. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yep. Um, they tore him up. They tore up Mark Stone. Jack Eichel actually did, like, fine against them. Like, they, they broke even. So, yeah. But that's the, when you're when you're breaking even in, a, like, a limited role and he's completely dominant and McKinnon is completely dominating the yeah. rest of your lineup. You have a huge problem. And not to make this like, oh, yeah. Vegas didn't have William Carlson, therefore they couldn't keep up or whatever. But it goes to show you that importance is since we talk about the 2C thing in Colorado every day, it that's why. And for the Avs to, to do this also without the defensive guys that they didn't have in the lineup and to have such a strong defensive game against them, well, this is, I, I think this last week was a little bit of a shot across the bow of everybody of like, Lot of lot of people want to say, "Oh, the Avs can't do this," and about what the Avs can't do. The Avs just went three and one against Dallas, Florida, Boston, and Vegas. Not bad. That was a murderer's row, and we were like, "Hey, if they go two and two, and they went three and one, and the one game they lose, you were four four in the third period before you far from a gimme." Yeah, yeah, it took a two minute five on three for the wheels to fall off in that game. Like you were. You were very, very close to at least getting into an overtime in that game. So you have to feel, I'm just saying, you have to feel awfully good. This 10-game segment, now 2-0. I, I, I do want to transition to the Avs defense tonight, and I want to do this. Well, actually, no, no, no. Let me, let me rephrase, because chat was talking about Curtis McDermott winning a face-off today. <laughs> uh, do you know, trivia question. Yeah. Do you know the Avs' currently active roster Leading face-off guy who's taken more than one face-off. More than one? Yep. This is according to NHL.com, and I'll be honest, I don't know if I trust these stats, so just throwing it out there. One face-off. More than one face-off. I'm going to go Miko. It's not Miko. It's going to be a... It's gonna be something weird, isn't Devontae's. it? Devontae. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be something. It's, it's weird. not Taves. No, no, no. Is it a defenseman? It is. What? I I don't know, man. Allegedly, according to NHL.com, it's gonna be Jack Johnson. Sam Gerrard has won three <laughs> of four faceoffs in his career. Oh, in his career. Oh, I thought you meant this no, year. No, me too. I thought. Yeah, I thought this year. Oh, I was like. Sam Gerard's taking three face-offs this year? Why would they do that? Uh, three on three, maybe? Yeah, That's it has funny, to be man. three on three. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Yeah, forward gets tossed out, and yeah, somebody's yeah. got to take it. 
Oh, I mean, it makes sense. You put the little guy in there. You know, he's got that the leverage advantage. <laughs> Gets underneath. Yeah, he's used to being down there all the time. <laughs> that's, I, that's actually pretty fun. Thought that was a fun fact. Wanted to use it to transfer to the talk about the defense. Uh, I, I don't think there's a ton of standout stuff about the Avs defense tonight, but I want to talk about the third goal. Logan O'Connor, sure, he gets lucky on a, a deflection from Vegas into their own net. But that play does not happen without a fantastic shift from Caleb Jones. Not once, but twice keeps a puck in that has no business still being in the zone. And that allows the Avs depth to continue to cycle, roll in the offensive zone, and ultimately score that goal. It it honestly feels by the day that you get more and more confident in the Avs defensive depth. Yeah. Yeah. When you make a play like that, like you said, it it gives you confidence, you're... You're participating in the um, the goals for, right? You're on the ice. It's, it's a good feeling. Trust me. You don't have to score the goal like you said, but he knows he did a good job there on that play. It's fun when, you know, the five guys get together and they tap each other's helmet. Like, you're you're like, hey, I was part of this. It's yeah. awesome. It does. It's a confidence booster. And But I cut you off. I'll go ahead. But I, I just think that it's, again, he's getting a chance to play more than just once every eight games right now like he did earlier. So, the more you play, the easier you, you feel. Uh, not the easier, the better you feel. makes the game easier. And I think you saw that tonight with him. I don't have a lot to add. I mean, yeah. it's just a, a really impressive group right now. Yeah. And it doesn't feel, you're not looking, just historically speaking, you're not looking at one of those guys going, one of the wheels going to come off. Like, Jack Johnson's kind of just who Jack Johnson is at this yeah. point. He's been steadily the same guy his entire Colorado tenure. Even if you don't like it, you know right. it. The, you know what the limitations are. You know what the positives are. You know what the negatives are. Also, the guy posts every day. He's always in your lineup. He's immune to sickness, apparently. He's never hurt. Like Jack Johnson posts. And that's, I think, just a, for a sixth defenseman, yeah. Yeah. You know, Sam Malinsky, not as good as he was in the last game. But by no means bad. No. Caleb Jones, a strong, certainly that play is going to stand out, but you have to feel pretty good about it. Caleb Jones very quietly just strings together solid performances. Mm-hmm. It's not sexy. What I do like is that he seems to get what the Avs want to do offensively. He jumps in, you see him attack, you see him forecheck. He's not afraid to get involved and activate, and that's just a staple of what Avalanche defensemen have to do in order to stick around unless you're Jack Johnson. You see, what when Josh Manson got here, he didn't get it. And it's why it looked bad, because he was trying to play like he had been playing in Anaheim his entire career. And then as soon as it clicked for him, you saw him jumping into the play and getting more involved. And when he's been healthy, he's been a really good av. Yeah. And, you know, Sam, Sam Gerard is Sam Gerard. Everybody has already decided how they feel about Sam Gerard, so I'm not going to take any time there. He just <laughs> continues just cruising right along. Is he as good offensively as I would like in terms of his production? No. But defensively, the guy is aces. I mean, he's he's a second-pairing defender. He's he's going to lose physical battles, but he's really good with that stick. He's really, really solid and reliable, dependable, good PK guy. Just helps your club in a lot of ways that, that you want guys to help in. And, you know, that top pairing, Kale McCarr has a quiet stretch of games, and Devon Taves has been otherworldly good. Yep. He shadows David Posternock during the Boston game. Chews him up. David Posternock got free of Devon Taves for four minutes in Arizona's quarter goal. 
Funny how that works. Yeah, yeah. and Devon Taves is once again exceptional tonight. But I'll, just uh, great. But I, then I'll add this too because I got to add it. Give kudos to when you're missing two of basically your top four guys and, and guys are coming in, guys with not a lot of, well, Caleb Jones got more, but he's bounced around. He's never really been yeah. stable anywhere. Now you're seeing a little bit of stability from him in his game. I'm talking about not from being in one spot. I'm talking about stability in his game. Then you got Malinsky that does not have a lot of NHL experience. Um, and then you have guys that, you know, step up their game. And Jack Johnson. And, you know, like Jack's been big guy. I got to give kudos to Nolan Pratt and, and, and the crew. And, and even Schneekloth down in the American League and, and, the, and the coaching staff down there. Because... That's the reason you have an affiliate team, right? Yeah. So you have to have a team where if there is injuries, guys get called up and you got to come and deliver. And you're talking about, you know, not the 30th place team in the NHL. You're talking about a team at, aspiring to win the Stanley Cup. Right now, so, the third place team in the NHL. And the stakes are high. The stakes are high. So you can't just learn on the job and say it's okay. You know, the NHL is not this. You know, the NHL is like, do the job or you're out. I mean, we saw it with, you know, tough to you earlier. And I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's just the way it is. Just the reality of the There's business. There's no time yeah. to wait. It's not like, it's it's like, what can you do for me today? There are, that's life. 28 and, teams in the league right now that are trying to win right now. Well, and when you look at the teams that do have that kind of culture, Ottawa and Buffalo, where are they? Yep. Yeah. And, Everybody and, loves them every single year. Yeah. This is the year. This is the yeah. year. Speak this is for the yourself. Year. Come on. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I know. But kudos to those guys. I mean, yeah. I, I, we talk a lot about Bednar all the time, which is normal. He's the head coach, right? But you're only as good as the people that surround you. And I think Nolan Pratt is a name you don't hear a lot. And, you know, yeah. was a low-key player. Yeah. Uh, he's very low-key behind the back. You don't see him swinging his hand, his arms. You know I mean? It's very, uh, you don't see him screaming at practice. You don't, But I'll tell you one thing. Those Ds have a very structured game. It's fun to watch. You look at you know, some of the talent that Nolan Pratt has helped usher into the NHL. Zach Wierenski in, sure. in Columbus. Gets hired, comes here. Yep. Obviously, Kael McCarr is like a gift, right? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, that like, we're going to give Nolan Pratt credit for that. But has made him better. That guy's game has continued to improve. Sam Girard is one of them. Devon Taves got here. He came his, at the and top his, 10D in the world. His game went up another level. Yeah. But you look down, and I think what's more impressive is you look down in the lineups. They get a different look out of Josh Manson. That's good scouting. It's good coaching. You get Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves. Graves, How many of those types of guys? The Avs have gotten games out of Keaton Middleton and Dan Renouf and Andreas Englund and Ryan Graves and so many of these guys, uh, Kyle Burrows. How many of these guys have ended up going on and being – Guys that play in the NHL elsewhere when they leave Colorado because they used their time in Colorado as a jumping off point. They're, the coaching that they got helped their career take it to a different level. Patrick Nemeth, another guy. It was a waiver claim. Mark Barbario, a waiver claim. Their greatest NHL success comes in Colorado. There's something to be said. It's not all Jared Bednar. It's not all Nolan Pratt. They work together awfully well. And they have had, uh, now you're talking a near decade-long track record of success of getting top guys, middle guys, and bottom guys all to play the best hockey of their lives under them. 
You're seeing this when when the Avs lose Bowen Byram and Josh Manson. There's a reason none of us lose our minds. Yeah. For whatever reason, whatever it is that they do, they they have consistently gotten results out of their sixth, their seventh, their eighth, their ninth. Brad Hunt, you know, another guy. There you go, yeah. They have gotten results out of those guys that may not have done anything elsewhere, but here that team survives. Some of that is structure for sure, but it's a huge testament to that coaching staff to Pratt and Bednar both that they just keep getting by with the Caleb Joneses of the world, like a, a good solid rotational D player who rolls in and dominates Vegas. Yep. Okay. That's sure. That's earned some vitamin W here. You got chat. You got us to well over 100 likes. Thank you very much. Uh, we got our winner's shots here. So cheers, boys. Uh, a good win. I, a shutout win against Vegas. That's that's kind of impeachable. Unimpeachable? Uh, yeah, that one. The second one. <laughs> Certainly Alexander Georgiev's play. Unimpeachable. Tonight. Before we get to that, though, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can go get yours, eight different kinds, on tap down at the DNVR bar, but they're also available in all 50 states. Head on over to breckbrew.com. Use the Breck Beer locator to find it at a liquor store near you. Dozens of flavors. They've got something for everybody. And then go get yourself, not, uh, not on the midnight snacks list, but, you know, for actual proper dinner, some snarfs. Bunch of different locations yeah. here in Colorado. Bunch of delicious sandwiches to choose from. Whatever ingredients you like, Snarfs has you covered. They're bread, home baked for themselves. Absolutely delicious stuff. You can't go wrong with a Snarf sandwich. Go their, check them out. I love their logo. Logo's the best. It, it's, yep. I don't know anything about logos. We've covered this before. I think the really? worst hockey logos are the best ones, so... I will refrain from comment, but I do love a snarf sandwich in my stomach. So go get yourself some, a bunch of different locations and some snarf burger locations if burgers are more your thing. Third period of the DNVR avalanche podcast. Oh wait, I forgot. No, 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 I did it right. Sometimes, sometimes I do it right. Uh, look, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I feel like we've had a couple of false starts through this stretch with Alexander Georgiev. But eventually, it stops being false starts, and it starts just being good play. It just starts being starts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the third period and onward of the game against Boston, fantastic. Uh, Pretty and, good before then. I mean, you can. I don't love the goals against and all, but he, he keeps him in that game. I mean, I uh, sure. I, I don't want to argue this. It's just yeah. you look at the stat box and you see an eight hundred. It's. Yeah, I hear you, man. Tonight he posts a thousand. Yeah, take that. Nothing to say. There is no downside that you can find in this. What up, game. haters? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> no, you. Yeah, listen. I, I'm his biggest defender. You guys know that. And you know, lately I've been his probably his biggest critique. Right. I mean, it's just not critique, but critic. Um, still a French word. But I was gonna say it's a very French way to is, say critic. But you got to say it the right way. Um, but. Tonight he was fine. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think he was the, I don't think he was the busiest guy on the ice, you know. But it's, it's all big. We're talking about the abs, you know, play right. We thought there was a fantastic game by 
But he made the saves he had to make, and, you know. This was not him stopping 10 of 11 against San Jose. 25 save that's shutout real, against that's Vegas. That's a real hockey game. That's what man. I'm saying. It's just, that's you know, the real deal. It's, a, it's perfect. You know, hey, listen, he does that every night. He's going to be in good shape. He won't yeah. be at 900, and he won't be on <laughs> his goals against will be really low, and the Az will win the cup, you know, if they shut out every team every night. So tonight he did <laughs> what he likely. had to do, and I think that, um, you know, it's a it's a builder for him. It's a confidance builder, and keep going now. Now you're going to get on the road, it, right? It, get to practice a lot, but, you know. The, the funny thing is, more than it just being a confidence builder for himself, it's a confidence builder for the team in front of him, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about how when your goalie is letting in goals, the team in front of you, subconsciously they change the way they that just, they play. Just go back to last game. Listen, we were in studio, and it's 3-3 three, three, right yep. after, and you could hear the gasp out of the ball arena, and we're not even there. <laughs> that fourth one was a dagger. And, 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 you know, there's always a guy or two on a team that they don't have that quiet inner voice, you know. So, <laughs> you know, on the bench one, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, what was that? You know what I mean? It just deflates you. Yeah. It does. And then they have that veteran leadership. They have that championship mentality. They, they come back and draw in, you know, your boy there, Picasso. No, um, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Shakespeare makes a big play, and it's 4-4. Four, four, and then, obviously, they run into that bad luck, right, with the the five-on-three and the puck in the stands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, whatever. I mean, that's kind of what. But, again, it shouldn't have gone to that. But what I'm saying is a goal like that, um, Mike, what? Move Mike over six feet. Six feet. Inches. Six inches. Let's move Mike over. All right. Anyway, see, I can read. It's better. But, yeah, those goals are, uh, those goals are, are tough. They're tough ones. They're tough ones. They, yeah. they kill you as a team. They do. And it, it, it just it's, it's not healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Is the but the bench becomes negative and and then you know the you know that's your job as a head coach you, you probably have to okay I'll rein people back in okay boys that's enough you know let's go you know, come on we're gonna be fine don't let something like this you know bug you it's an emotional game so yep. so those things are but tonight it didn't happen and that's why we're not talking about that but when it does happen it's a fact they're they're deflators yep uh, and, and there's been a lot of those deflators. Yeah, this year and tonight. Let's not be negative because it didn't happen, right? So that's awesome. Now they're gonna hit the road. There's not a lot of practice on the road. There's not. So I think he's gonna get his fair share of games on this road trip. Yeah, and uh, seems likely. Yeah, and again tomorrow. I know they got practice, and then they got the Mahai Gala, whatever. And then Friday, no practice. Go back east, flying against the grain, right? You know, in the mm-hmm. two hours. Um. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised not to see him tomorrow on the ice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping it's like, hey, take tomorrow, take Friday off, and see you morning skate Saturday morning in Toronto, right? Or yep. Toronto, yeah. Yes, yeah. Toronto. So, you know, I think it'll be fine. This was a big win for him, for the team, and a confidence build. When you get a big goal like that, you can't ask for more, right? So Yeah. It's... It's not fully there yet. I'm not I'm not going to pretend like one good stretch against some good teams means that the Avs are the team to beat in the NHL at this moment. But after the last handful of games, it's a whole lot easier to see the path to where the Avs want to be. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we you know, we talk about these 10-game segments and stuff. Their last 10-game segment was 7-2-1. and one. Yep. This one's 2-0. and oh. Pretty good. You're now 9-2-1 and one over that stretch. Yeah. And I understand that those losses, the three losses especially, are all yeah. their own little unique frustrations. You're still playing 800 hockey, man. But no. there are three out of 12 that we're talking about as losses. We just can't overblow that. This is a really good hockey team, and it's led by some of the best players in the world playing some of the best hockey they ever have. Yep. Yeah. And if they get an Alexander Georgiev that just locks it in and is like, hey, we're, we're back to two or three every night, not this four, five, six stuff. going to be a hard team to beat, man. They're going to be a really, really hard out. They've been a hard out anyway. Yep. Teams have built multi-goal leads on them and watched them just evaporate. This is a really good hockey team, and you see them, what you saw tonight, the first period's okay. Like, it's, I think it's good. Um, yeah. It's good, it's and then the they get the late yeah. goal, yep. and then you see an awesome second period. They yeah. put the hammer down in the second period, and then to start the third, it's the same thing. The Avs let up when it got to 3 nothing. There were also 10 minutes left in the game. Exactly. So you start to see Vegas finally gets their footing when the abs are like, we got this. This is one. Yep. And, you know, they are a really impressive hockey team. And their their third period prowess continues to impress me quite a bit. It is It is very, very good. Their ability to put some teams away and their ability to erase leads, it has been really, really good. And Ben and I talked about it this morning at his presser that we saw in the pregame, right? Yeah. You know, the third period abs that we always talk about, that he mm-hmm. was talking about, kind of like what we talk about. So he's seen the same thing. Well, we know race. he listens to the show. Yeah. He does. It's in his ear. It's yeah. like, it's, well, it's, it's not his, it's Pratter's ear. And then he tells him what we're saying. Yeah. It's but, not just the third period abs, it's the home ice abs. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This yeah. is a team that is what is it eighteen and five yeah. now? It just they have built that reputation at home, and I look, I get they haven't been great on the road. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's a problem True. That you have to solve. But at home, You're going on the road, every team that comes into Ball Arena now is going. Oh, boys, these guys always play well on this ice. We, mm-hmm. we might have a tough one tonight. Would you Would you rather be five hundred on the road and dominant at home, or pretty good at both? I'm gonna go dominant. That's me. If you're good enough in the regular season to make sure that you're hosting every playoff series, that's good it. enough. Yeah, that's a yeah. good formula. But that was the, the uh, you know, I'm older. I say it all the time. Avalanche 1.0. That was the formula. Be a dominant team at home, and then mm-hmm. be 500 on the road, and you're going to finish probably first in your division, which was always the case, right? We did nine in a row, right? Yeah. So, and then attack in the playoffs. That was the formula. Worked so pretty well. On. Yeah, it worked pretty well. Won two Stanley Cubs, went to the Western Conference Finals, like what, five out times. of seven times? 82 times. <laughs> Not bad hockey right yeah, there. right? Uh, we do have one super chat to get to here as we're winding down. $5 from 10 Cool Facts. It says, talk about how good Choo Choo's deal looks this year, plus how good the fourth line looked tonight. Uh, yeah, obviously the Chushkin deal is making the Avs front office once again look like geniuses. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Last year, you worried about it. Sure. The the ankle didn't really come around. He had a good regular season, not great, but there were a lot of concerns about, oh, man, is he ever going to be able to get back to that level? Yep. Then, obviously, the postseason is just a disaster for him. And then... And now he's you know. been a monster all year. Yeah. So, uh, these things, you know, it's a, it was, what, an eight-year deal? Like, we're in year two. Yeah. Long, long way There's to go. There's such a long way to go to decide if that's a good deal or not a good deal. But when you are talking about cost efficiency in your roster... You're in getting this moment, yeah. Right now, you're getting like a 45 point player out of Jonathan Duran. You're getting uh, what appears to be a, for 800k. Yep. Right now, you have a f- what is on pace to be a 40 goal scorer in Val Natushkin for six million dollars. Not bad. You have the highest paid player in the league, also in contention on to win the Hart pace. Trophy. <laughs> so that's pretty good too. Um, you have. Uh, you have a Miko Ranton and that is just casually on pace for a hundred points of his own, making $9 million. Yep. You're, you're talking the cost efficiency for the abs roster right now is there. It's not perfect. Obviously the Ryan Johansson thing is a problem. Ross Colton is a little bit below where he really, really should be. Everybody else though was either where they ought to be or exceeding expectations in terms of uh, how much money they make. The genius move was to bring Val. In the first place. That first yeah. year that he was one making. of <laughs> many, many, many guys whose value has gone up in Colorado it's and crazy. seen them get paid. I would have never seen that one coming, I can tell you. Like, not a chance. The word look when they made that move, I hated it. Oh buddy, I hated my it. eyebrows right now. What? Oh, he was at a hundred game, yeah. yeah it, 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 he had zero goals in I think it was fifty seven games for the stars that year and ten yeah. assists. He got bought out. I know. It was a nightmare. Like, what the hell is this? And yeah. and now he's the train. Yeah, I mean, he's also used as like, oh, look at this reclamation project, you know? Like, that guy was down and out. Oh, totally. At least with Jonathan Duran, you were like, hey, look, when he was healthy, he's, there, were, there were plenty of solid seasons in his career. Yeah. When he was healthy and was, you know, able to play and he didn't have all the off-ice stuff going on, like, Val was much more, this is your last chance yeah. in the NHL. Yeah, Val, Val was like, the team that drafted you and like danced around with the Russia thing with you just paid money for you to go away. Yeah. Man, they've got to hate that, that they have to go and spend money on guys every year to try and Replace keep up with him. Yeah. Like, keep up with Val Nachushkin being to in their Colorado. their defense, I'm going to, I'm going to, I always say it, like Sam Bennett in Calgary or whatever. Sometimes it just takes going away somewhere else. Like it's not going to yeah, work in yeah. that place. Yeah, you know, to Dallas, Jim Nill's defense. You know what I mean? Like it's not your points. Val- I mean, all our points are valid. But I'm saying Sam Bennett wasn't going to be what he is in Florida today. I don't know no, he's hurt right now, but un- unless you go somewhere else, yeah, you know, you um, a fresh start. The other Sam in Florida that's yeah, destroyed yeah, right now. Sam exactly. Reinhardt has same thing. Really turned up. Sometimes it's just it's weird. It's just the way it works. Yeah. Sometimes that just it's it yeah. doesn't work, and then it just keeps not working, and yeah. you just gotta fresh start somewhere else. Yep. It's, it's not a complicated formula. It works for a lot of us in a lot of aspects of <laughs> our lives. It's life. I need a new job. I need to move. I need a yeah. you know. I need a new significant other. You know, whatever it might be, where it's like. Sometimes this stuff just stops working, and you just gotta you you gotta get a different start. It, and right now, 
any way you chop it for the Avs, you feel good. Last 11, they're 8-2-1. Since the new year, they're 4-1. and one. You look at every single part of their roster and you feel like it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, you're even getting like... It's been really overlooked because of all the other stuff this year that we've talked about. Like Freddie Olofsson is a good fourth-line center right now. Sure. Can continue to play... 10 minutes a night yeah. or whatever it You've is. You've gotten and 40. The only the only thing you're looking at Freddie Olofsson, like, God damn it, man, is he just sucks at face-offs. Yeah. Sucks at him. There was like a seven-game stretch where I was like, ooh, it's getting better, and then it stopped getting better. <laughs> and and why is Ryan Johansson taking face-offs Freddie on the PK? Because yeah. he doesn't trust Freddie Olofsson to do it. He doesn't want to. You know, and you have to try and find value while you still have yeah, Ryan Johansson. Yeah. You've got to try and find something that he can do for you. So far, it has not been... PK faceoffs, but and honestly, like that line was okay tonight. Yeah, I, I really didn't have any problem with Rijo's play. Obviously, you would like him to produce, of course, but it's not like he's out there killing the Avs. Yeah, there were a couple of plays, but when you only play, what do you? We ended up like ten, 10 minutes, 10 man. Minutes, yeah. yeah, those plays really stick out when you play ten minutes. When you play twenty-two, it's like yeah, in, twenty-two minutes. In, in Rijo's defense. It's hard to ask a guy to generate on a top six level when you're playing him with Yoel Kiri Rance and Andrew Cagliano. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Joe has his own problems there, but also true. Context matters. Yeah. The the thing that you see the that you saw with Ross Colton that earned him moving up in the lineup is playing next to Logan O'Connor, playing next to Miles Wood. Yep. He was driving a lot of things. There was a lot happening around sure. him that he's at the center of, right? And that's where it's like, all right, let's move him up. And let's give him, let's give him other looks. And what happens? Guy has two wonderful scoring chances tonight. He just needs Can't to bury finish. some of these. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, what did I say in the pregame eleven games? Tonight would be twelve games now since his last goal. Like yep. you, you got to start getting some production there. It's starting sure. to be a problem. Totally fair point. Uh, that's all I really have, and I would like to get out of here before tomorrow. So, unless you guys have any final thoughts. No, I just want AJ to get ready tomorrow for, I got some questions on Winnipeg. I do. I'm just starting to get, <laughs> I'm right. just looking at my rear view mirror. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I should look in front actually. They front. are a point yeah. ahead right you now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With games in hand. You know, I just, yeah. Yeah. My expression didn't work there, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I got some questions and you too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying I said AJ cause I always say it's his favorite team. It's a joke, inside joke. Well, the Avs are the Avs are Captain America yelling on your left in Winnipeg right now. That's what's happening. All right. No, you think so? I do. Well, when when because you called you called the you guys called you guys called Vegas's dip, which what's it's happening? Mm-hmm. A little more extreme else. than I thought. <laughs> Who else's dip you called? Uh, uh, you, you knew Los Angeles was going to calm sorry, down. LA, it was yeah. just yeah. not sustainable. Yeah. 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 And right but now I, you're looking at Vancouver and Winnipeg going, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it's coming. It comes for everybody. All right. Yeah. It comes for everybody. You have a five and five stretch. And what happens? A whole lot of that. You have a five and five stretch. You better hope that the team chasing you doesn't have a nine and one at the same time. Because they go bye bye. Yeah. That, that, that cushion that you built up. See you. Yep. All right. We'll talk about tomorrow because I know all about these damn Jets. Final thing here. I got a pick of the week for you for DraftKings Sportsbook. You guys kind of touched on it. 
You are watching Nathan McKinnon play the best hockey of his career. He just extended his home game point streak to 23 games. Uh, the franchise, the franchise record for Joe Sackick. If Nathan McKinnon doesn't win the heart this year, he's never going to. So I'm putting my money on it. I'm taking Nathan McKinnon to win the heart as my pick for draft Kings. Uh, I like that. I put it on there when he was plus a thousand. So seems unlikely he's still there. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's lower now. I haven't actually checked, but only had one point tonight though. So stinks. Yeah. And maybe it's a good time to get in on it. Yeah. He's only got 66 points in 41 games, got, 42 names. That yeah. one assist was bullshit. Got it on a... He missed the net shot. on a yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's the outside of the post. Bum confirmed. Empty net yeah. is overrated trash. That's where my money's going on this season for the Avs. Get over with DraftKings. Put that money down on McKinnon to win hard or any other bet you're feeling. Uh, you can do any hockey bet right now with them when you sign up with a new account. Use code DNVR. And get $200 in bonus bets. So jump on it. Go over to DraftKings today. Download the app. Use the DNVR code to sign up and get in on all of the action. Excuse me. Of course, with DraftKings, you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, DraftKings. Would also like to let you know that if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Uh, and in Connecticut, help is available uh, at 888-789-7777 or ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. I know I reserve all my rights. Of the dragon? Are you a sovereign citizen? Exactly. I am a sovereign citizen. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not allowed to be arrested. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. Y'all keep saying that, but I just don't believe you. It hasn't worked for a hockey player with the refs yet, so. <laughs> that <just laughs> would be the funniest. <laughs> Sir, I am a sovereign citizen. <laughs> I cannot be called for hooking. Please. I will not be making my way to the box. We you are incorrect. The, we need Angley at law to, <laughs> to do this case. To yeah, hold this yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> We are out of here for the night. Hope y'all have a good evening and enjoyed the pod and the game. If you miss us, as always, you can catch us on Spotify or whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Uh, that's it. We're uh, we're back tomorrow for another off day show. Should be a fun one. Uh, we, we got top five tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do a top five of something tomorrow. Uh, keep it tuned in there. We appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you in the next one. Y'all silly like the mayor. 